Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Uniquely Designed Talk Radio with your host, certified life coach, international speaker, and author, Nashawn Turner. Uniquely Designed Talk is all about encouraging, motivating, inspiring, and empowering you to redesign your life to achieve your personal and professional goals and dreams. So get ready to experience your moment of transformation as you listen to Nashawn and her guest on Uniquely Designed Talk. Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Monday to you. Thank you for tuning in to Uniquely Designed Talk, the total empowered woman radio show. Hi, I'm your host, Sean Turner, the founder and CEO of Uniquely Designed Coaching and the host of today's show, where I'm going to be having a wonderful guest come on. Her name is Ginger Harrington, and she is the author of Holy in the Moment. Now, I know you guys are probably wondering, what is she got to be talking about holy in the moment? What does all of that have to do with empowering us as women? Well, as a woman of faith, you know that this show is all about empowering you in every aspect of your life, including your spiritual life. And so I wanted to bring Ginger on, and we're going to be talking about some great stuff. So I want you to tune in and to stay focused because, listen, this is going to be a great show. And you don't want to miss out on sending out the shout-out to those who want to tune in, like your friends. So do me a favor. As I always ask you, text someone, email someone, Facebook them, and say, listen, Nashawn is on the air, and she's going to be talking about something that's going to enhance our life as a whole and give us a whole different perspective of what it really means to be holy, right? And so I want you guys to, to be able to just call into the show if you like. We would love to hear from you just to get your feedback, to get your uh, comments, or even your questions for Ginger, our guest. So listen, the number is 215-383-3846. It's 215-383-3846. And listen, before we get started, I just want to tell you a little bit about this book and about Ginger before I bring her on the air. Listen, this is her debut debut book, and it's called Holy in a Moment, as I said earlier. And this is where Ginger brings holiness to the forefront of all of our minds. And it's a guide for readers to see how intentional choices become holy habits. And you know what? She is so thrilled to share her journey of hope, healing, and wholeness, as well as biblical insights and practical ideas to help women overcome struggles and grow in their faith. See, in Holy of the Moment, Ginger uses um, those biblical insights, those personal stories, and some practical ideas to help readers to do three things. It'll be able to address problems, emotions, and live uh, a praying life and discover the importance of rest, which we know as women we all need to know how to rest, right, and then to understand how Work becomes holy. I mean, everything in our life we should see as a sacred opportunity to honor God and, and, and to, to see um, the, the sacredness and the holiness in it all. And then to discover methods of practicing holiness in parenting and in friendship. Ginger 
is an award-winning blogger. So if you guys haven't checked out, you need to go on her website at gingerherentic.com. And she's a dynamic speaker and ministry leader. She's a military spouse, a mom of three, just like I am. She is also the co-creator, writer, and coordinator of publishing for the Planting Roots, which is Strength to Thrive in the Military Life Ministry, and she assists with social media, but she also does more than that. She writes for Rona Downey, you guys remember, Touched by an Angel Woman, and Mark Burnett in Lightworkers.com, and for Guideposts, and just so many, many more. So listen, I don't want to keep the show uh, going talking. I want us to hear from Ginger, so I want to say good morning, Ginger. How are you? Morning, Sean. Great. Well, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on the show this morning. And I know we've had some technical difficulties, so we're starting a little bit later than we originally had planned to, but I'm so grateful that you were available to still do the show today. Oh, friend, I am so happy to join you. I appreciate the invitation. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, I'm so excited about this book. I have been reading this book ever since I got it, and we've been talking about it. And, you know, I just want to give a disclaimer right here. Uh, Of course, I've been knowing Ginger for for quite a while, but, you know, when we were having the technical difficulties this morning, we really put this book into action. I mean, (laughs) when I was having a little moment there, we were able to have a holy-in-the-moment time where we just kind of said, okay, we're just going to release this and trust this, that everything is going to come together and if this interview is to happen, it's going to happen. And guess what, y'all? We are on the air, and it is happening right now. So I'm so excited about that. But listen, Ginger, let's go ahead and, and just jump right into this interview. There's so much to cover, and I really want you to be able to share as much as you can with our audience today. And so I want to go right into it. You know, I, when I look at the title, Holy in the Moment, Holy in the Moment, I, I just wonder, how did you come up? with that title? That's a great question. The original title for this book was One Simple Thing. And the thought that was in my mind is if we choose holiness in the moment, what difference could it make in our day? And I had just been battling with um, just beginning a new year with a feeling of restlessness and not quite sure where the year was going and And so I was thinking about that, and I just wrote this little blog post, and all of a sudden I was writing about holiness and the choices that we make. And if we consciously choose to trust God and to choose what's good and right in the little moments of our day, it's going to provide direction and blessing that's really going to make a concrete difference. And so there we are. Awesome. Well, I know you start the book um, with a very good question. Um, it says, what difference is holiness making in everyday life? And, and so, so tell us a little bit more about your days of guilt, holy in the moment, and how it helps really answer that question. This book for me is kind of, it's, it's been a journey. It's been a journey in a writing process and getting to the point where I was ready and able to write a debut book. But more importantly, it's a life message of what God's done in my own life. And the book starts mm-hmm. out with a pretty significant struggle with anxiety that onset with the military move to California in 2000. Um, when I was struggling, had just been diagnosed with Graves' disease, uh, an autoimmune hyperthyroid condition. And my hormones were all over the stratosphere. 
And navigating that difficult time was the first time I really ever had to intentionally choose to trust God no matter what was happening, no matter what I didn't have or didn't know or what I was feeling. And so that was kind of the seed. And then the book kind of traces different areas of my life and the struggles that anxiety has had and the struggles with um, perfectionism and trying to get it all together and just those struggles that we have in daily life from the big ones and the small ones and learning to choose to trust God in the moment and finding the freedom that comes when we really trust God that he is good in the moment, even though the moment might not be good itself. And that has given peace and really helped me to grow in my faith and to find freedom from some of these areas of life that have kept me stuck for quite a while. Mm. Well, you know, as a former military wife, I definitely understand um, what that's like, you know, just up and moving to a whole new location and not really sure what to expect at this new location and, and just how to make life work um, fresh, you know, at this at this space and this timing in your life. And I know that it, it definitely brings about a lot of anxiety and a lot of questions of the unknown and the unfamiliar and the uncommon things that, that, we, um, that we often uh, would experience uh, when we're doing this, this move. And so I, I just love how you, you know, really dived right into telling your story. And I know that even on your website you posted that writing this book has been an intense and interesting process. Can you elaborate a little bit on that, and how was it different than you thought it would be? That's a great question. You know, I thought that when you get that first book deal, it's just going to gush out of you because you've been ready and you've been working towards this for a long time. And literally once I signed the contract, I felt like my writing voice went on vacation. And I thought, ooh, (laughs) what's happening here? And writer's block set in, and it it was rather overwhelming. And I thought, you know what? The Lord is putting me in a place where I have to apply the concept of the book every single day, every single page, every single word. And so it actually was a benefit that it didn't come together super easily because then I knew that God was doing it. And so each day I would just, you know, be at my computer going, Lord, I'm going to trust you in the moment today. And if you want to write something today, we're going to write. And if if this is a day to just mull and to pray and to, to, hash through the weeds, then we'll do that, and I'm going to just trust you. And when we got to the end of the book and I reread the whole thing for the first time, I was blown away. I just, I, I was like, wow, God really showed up in all of those moments, even though at the time it didn't seem, it didn't seem like the impression that I thought it would look like writing that first book. Oh. Well, you know what? I tell you, it is such a powerful book, and I've just been having some very yummy moments um, with God <laughs> as, I've been, as I've been reading this book, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. And I'm going to highlight some of the things that I have uh, read as I've been going through the book and preparing for this interview that I thought was, was so powerful, and I'll, I'll bring those up a little bit later uh, in our interview. But I wanted to 
to, um, you know, just just kind of uh, connect all the dots because, I mean, you, you said some really um, powerful things that sometimes when we try to write and, and it's like, okay, it's showtime, uh, everything just went away. And you really had to learn how to trust God in all of that. And, and, and that's something that, you know, in, in your book that you talk about, <clears throat> us learning how to, um, to make that decision every day. Every day, it's an everyday decision. And so I know that, you know, in this, you have, in your book, you've kind of put your whole life out there, which is really a great because so often, you know, especially as Christians, sometimes we kind of can hide behind uh, a, a lot of cliches and, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored and all of that and really never tell the truth of what's really going on. Yes, we are blessed and highly favored, but, but what, what's really going on? Because I believe that whatever we go through is not just for us, but it's for someone else. So, so you kind of put your life out there, your experiences, your circumstances, your thoughts, your feelings, even your prayers into your book. So why was this transparency so important to the message of holy in the moment? And did you find it difficult to be that transparent? At times it was hard to be that transparent. I would be writing and I would be like, no, Lord, let's not say that. <laughs> and, and, you know, I just knew that I needed to. And then I would come back to it and I would reread it and I was like, oh, do we really have to put that? People are going to think I'm crazy. And, you know, the Lord just kept pushing it out there going, no, just trust me. And so it is a little scary to be transparent and vulnerable about your struggles. But at the same time, that's what puts flesh on the concepts, and that's what people relate to because most of us have our moments where we feel alone in our struggles and and feel like we're the one that doesn't have it all together and everybody else is doing great, and, and it's hard to share those things sometimes. But when we're bold and we're brave and we step forward and we share those things, we discover that other people needed to hear that. And all of a sudden there's all these little echoes of, yes, me, I struggle with that. Oh, you said that in a way that that's what I experienced. And if nobody steps up to talk about those things, guess what? Those Mm -hmm. conversations don't happen. And those conversations about the things that are real and hard and vulnerable are the the little slices of life where the Holy Spirit can really get in there and work and minister and open up things that we'd rather not talk about. And so it's good, but it wasn't easy for sure. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it it never is, but, you know, when we recognize the value in the world and, and what our testimony does, you know, in the lives of others that hear it, then it makes them feel like, okay, I'm not alone. It's a kind of a me too type thing, you know, like, wow, me too. I struggle with that too. And so, as you said, it puts flesh on the concept that makes it very, very real and applicable to all of our lives that it's like, okay, I can use these principles, and if it works for her, it can work for me. I know one thing that you mentioned in your book on page 19, it says God hasn't invited us into a disorderly, uncapped life um, but into something holy and beautiful, as beautiful on the inside as well as outside. You said the idea that God restores internal order, spiritual wholeness, and inner beauty is a whole new spin on the concept of holiness for me and maybe for you too. And, and I just like that because when we don't feel like we have it all together, you know, God has the, the, the ability, the power, the assurance that I'm able to restore all of that internal 
uh, a disarray, you know, that's been going on and bring our lives together with pleasing to him. And so if he says that it's good, then it's good. And so, you know, I used to say, um, you know, as when I, my children were smaller, you know, when the house uh, was just a mess and, and all of that, and it still can be a mess, but <laughs> it's a mess, you know, that, um, you know, we need to be able to say, that it's good enough, you know, like like God said when he created each day and he said, and he looked at him and he said, it is good. So we have to know what's good enough and even for ourselves to be able to tell ourselves that we're good enough because he made us um, accepted and the beloved and so we are, we are just that. So listen, for those of you who are just tuning in, I am talking with my guest, Ginger Harrington, the author of holy in the moment, and we've been talking about what this holy in the moment concept really means and how do we use it for our lives, and it's really about making those choices that become holy habits so that we can now see how we can invite God into every aspect of our lives, even when we don't know what to do, even when it doesn't feel right, we have an opportunity to just be still for just that moment and make a different choice that allows him to be glorified in our lives and for us to make advancement into what it is that we have opted to do for that day that will make everything well. So listen, I want Ginger, uh, tell us how people can get in touch with you, Ginger. People can get in touch with me through my website at gingerharrington.com. They can get in touch with me on Facebook. I have a Facebook writer page at Ginger Harrington. They can get in touch with me on Instagram or Twitter. And so um, those are some great ways to get in touch with me. And there's a contact form on my website that you can shoot me an email. That's also a great way. Awesome, awesome. And listen, you guys want to follow her. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram. She's got some great stuff out there. It just keeps you inspired all day, every day. So it's just really, really exciting to hear about that. Now, I know that you did share, uh, let's kind of switch gears a little bit, Ginger, and let's talk about how the chapters flow in your book, because each chapter of the book is broken up into moments, uh, moments to work, moments to pray, moments to love, et cetera. Um, choose a couple of those moments that are especially impactful in your own life and, and tell us about them. Sure. The first part of the book deals with your relationship with God, and that section is moments to love God. And in that, there, the chapters on abiding, surrender, and rest are so fundamental to the whole crux of the book because it's when we're able to really abide in Christ and choose to rest in him and trust in him and, and believe that he is with us in the moment, it makes the choices easier because we realize it's not all on us. We have this tendency to think of holiness as a standard of behavior, but in reality, holiness is an identity, a gift that God has given us when we choose to believe that Christ is our Savior. And so we have a holy identity. We are holy rather than we need to act holy. And holiness certainly touches our behavior and that's important but it we aren't we don't have holy behavior in order to be approved of by God. We already have that. And so those chapters on abiding, surrender and rest are very fundamental to 
being able to choose holy in the moment and let go of the pressure to get ourselves right. And one of the concepts that I love in the book is really unpacking self-righteousness in terms of the things that we do in order to make ourselves right, in order to be approved of by God and by others. And it's those things that sometimes in Christian lingo we call the flesh. But anxiety and perfectionism, insecurity, um, outbursts of anger, all of those kinds of things that we've learned to do to cope with life and deal with stressful situations, those are all choices that come when we don't always make holy choices. And when we learn to abide and surrender and rest, we have the life of Christ within us empowering us to choose well. And holiness is the secret to a life well lived. And then in the second section of the book, it deals with your internal world and your internal um, faith. So there's a chapter on prayer, a chapter on listening to God with some real practical tips. Um, There is my favorite chapters are the chapters on our thoughts and feelings because it's when those thoughts Mm -hmm. pop up, when our feelings pop up, those are the moments that we have that choice. Am I going to believe what I'm feeling or am I going to believe what's true? And so oftentimes we don't think about that. And so I think one of the most important holy habits that we develop is learning to pay attention to what we're thinking and feeling and learning to look at it and go, is that true? What's true? What am I relying on right now? What am I choosing right now? And that enables us to be intentional. And then the final section of the book deals with our outer world, our relationships with others, our attitudes, and our work. And so those are just some of the moments. And there's some hard stories in there, but there's also some just like, you know, mundane, everyday stories. Things like, you know, having a bad Mm -hmm. attitude when your husband wants you to do something or, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the book. And each chapter, um, one of the things that I love, love about the ideas that the Lord gave me is that each chapter ends with simple reminders for the main concepts in the book and the previous English teacher in me loves that organizational aspect of of wrapping it all up just neat and tidy and just those bullet points at the end of the chapter because it makes it easy to to find what you're looking for when you want to come back to it and just get that chapter in your mind before you move on. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And that that kind of leads into my next question. But before I go into that, um, you're talking about the end of the chapters. I just love what you said, that holiness is really about an identity. And that is so important. If we can recognize that that's just who we are, um, not because of anything that we've done, but because of what he's already done. And and I love that you talked about perfectionism and, and, and self-righteousness and all of those things that we tend to battle with you know, because we we tend to be performance-oriented type people. You know, we, we try to, to perform to a certain level in order to be approved. And in, in God, that's not necessary. You know, that's not needful because he's already done the work and all we have to do is surrender and trust. And so, um, again, as you were talking about just those holy moments of, of how we are to respond in some of those those areas, as you call them, sacred choices in, in what as uh, part of your book. And you said that holiness comes in all shapes and sizes and situations, and it isn't just for 
churchy activities or Sunday best. You said in the middle of mess confusion, we can choose to depend on God's strength. And I'm talking about when the kids are screaming type holiness, in the middle of a fight holiness, I'm grumpy and you're bugging me holiness, all of that is is a choice, you know, those sacred choices. And you said sanctity doesn't come from situations, but from the presence of God in us and the faith to choose, uh, uh, the faith choices that we make. So I really love that you said that and how you brought it all together and how you said at the end of each chapter, you know, you kind of tie it all together with, with simple moments, simple reminders, and lists of, of, of things that readers can focus on. So so why was it important to, to really kind of keep it really simple in that way? I think you kind of said it, you know, just to kind of let you know what, what you're looking for and to be able to go back and, and get those little nuggets that are that are there. But, but how, in, in another way, that people can use uh, those little simple reminders or those simple moments that really can, um, can help people to know that it's really about simplicity and it's, God is not a complicated God, a relationship with him shouldn't be complicated. So how can we use those things that you put at the end um, of your chapter to, for, to emphasize on, on simplicity and why that's important for us? Well, I think that, we have a tendency to make things complicated in our world. You know, just the, the sheer velocity that information and media comes at us, the complication that we experience in layers of relationships and family dynamics, the challenges that we face in the work world, and then just the whole concept of, you know, being a quote-unquote good Christian has it's a loaded concept for many that drives us to perform and to keep up, and we find ourselves comparing ourselves. And, and the simplicity of it is God tells us that it is so simple. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus took the whole law and boiled it down to two simple commands. And you know, we could see that the scribes and Pharisees added so many things to that, making it very, very complicated. And that's our human nature. We want to turn it into a rule. We want to turn it into a standard of behavior. And though behavior is vitally important, it's not what drives holiness. Holiness comes from the spirit of Christ within us, and that impacts our behavior from the inside to the outside. And so those simple reminders, and there's also simple ways, lists of simple ways of application ideas to actually put into practice some of the concepts. As a, um, as a communicator, I believe in the value of keeping your message clear and applicable. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, the first um, title that I had for my blog for the first eight years of blogging was Where the Spiritual Meets the Practical, and that uh, that concept mm. of the need to be able to understand spiritual truth in a way that we see how to apply it is so important. Otherwise, mm. it becomes just information in our head, and it doesn't mm. um, filter through and become an organic part of how we're thinking and how we're relating to people and how we're relating to God and ourselves. So those are some reasons why I think that spiritual simplicity is so very, very important. Mm, I love it. I really do love it because it it is important for us to be able to uh, uh, recognize the application 
of what you're talking about because I think sometimes, you know, as as we talked about earlier that, you know, you don't really hear the word holy being mentioned a lot, not even in churches, not in, in settings with other Christians. You don't you don't talk about it because it has this this um kind of I, I guess spooky type um, viewpoint where people can't really grasp it, and so it seems to be like I don't know if that's for me, or you know maybe it's after I, you know, die or whatever. But but it's a it's a right now uh, engagement and experience that God offers us daily, and I love how you make it practical because it is important for us to know how to really apply this in our daily life and to know that it's a real thing that that we are to grab hold of and to um, to live out daily, um, and it's not difficult, you know. It's just a matter of choice and faith. And so um, so I really appreciate you being able to, to really share that um, with our audience today. So I, I want to ask you um, this. You know, Holy in the Moment is written as an individual read, but it can also be used as a small or large uh, group Bible study, correct? So how, how can readers benefit from your message by walking through the book together? The power of walking through this book with other people is the power of being able to process verbally and share what we're learning and how we're responding and, and how our lives connect with things that are in the book and being able to talk about those things and see what's meaningful to someone else or maybe someone else has side of a struggle you're currently facing. So the Lord uses that power of fellowship to enable us to encourage each other and love each other and build each other up and walk forward in the midst of the challenges that we're facing each day, learning to put into practice what we're learning. Because if we never put into practice what we learn, the time that we've invested in learning is lacks some of the value that it could have when we really cross over into that application piece and being able to share that with others and talk through it with others is a vital part of um, absorbing that content to where it becomes an organic part of how you're thinking, you remember it. We all have great intentions, mm. but sometimes we, we just fly through stuff and go, oh, that was so good, and then we forget all about it. And so being able to do it with a group really kind of anchors it in our minds and also opens up some really great moments for friendship and um, heart encouragement when we're able to do it with others. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I believe that. It is so important, you know, to be able to join together with someone else and and to bounce things off of each other, to have that accountability, to have someone to support you, you know, in your journey, um, to encourage you when you're feeling like, you know, I just feel like I'm failing all over the place, you know, with with (laughs) with certain things in life, and and just to have, you know, someone there to say, no, you're you're okay, you know, and 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 God is going to help you you know, through this journey. And so I, I so appreciate um, just how how useful this book is to taking our lives to, a, to the next level spiritually and, and making it um, where it's not something that, um, you, like you said earlier, just the freedom, you know, and the relief that you can rest and you can breathe and you can exhale and know that it's, it doesn't all depend on us, you know, but but um, but there, God has already made provision, you know, for us to be able to do the right thing 
And, uh, and if we choose to surrender to do the right thing, then everything else in our lives will fall in place. And so I like that so very much. Um, you know, we're going to be ready to wrap up the show, but I wanted to just ask you, uh, what message do you want um, uh, that you really want most for the readers to take away in Holy in the Moment? The message that I really want people to take away is an encouraging message of hope that when they choose to trust God, to be who God says he is, then they can choose holiness in their moments. First Thessalonians five twenty three and twenty four and the message is kind of the key that the verse hinges that the book hinges around and it says, May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole. Put you together, spirit, mm-hmm. soul and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master. The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. And choosing holy in the moment is choosing to believe that God indeed will do what he says he will do. And that takes the pressure off of us. And our job is to choose to trust and choose to apply, choose to rest, and choose to believe. And then God works through those choices in our everyday life. And we experience things that we wouldn't experience when we are taking all that pressure on ourselves to get it all right, do it all right, And that, you know, that anchor struggle of anxiety in the book really showed me that because no matter what I tried, I could not make myself feel peaceful when I was in the midst of a battle with anxiety. No amount of Bible study, no amount of scripture memory. I would pray and pray and pray, and I would still feel anxious. And I could see this, like, gap between what I believed and what I was feeling in my life, and I couldn't. I personally could not figure out how to bridge that gap. And the whole point was I'm not supposed to be able to bridge that gap. That gap is comes when we choose to trust God to put us together, spirit, soul, and body in the moment, and we choose that, to trust him to do what he says he's going to do. And then as we keep making those daily choices, we look back and find that he is bringing us into freedom and growth and um joy and peace and the things that only he can do. So oftentimes we try to do God's work. You know, we try to be junior Holy Spirit and accomplish the things that only God can do. And putting (laughs) us together, spirit, soul, and body, is something that only God can do. And that's why we have to choose holy in the moment because he's the only one who can take all those inner struggles and all the pain and all the mistakes that we've made and the things that have happened to us and bring it all together for good. Romans 8, 28 tells us that God that God works all things together for good for those who love God and are called according. And that's how he does it. When we choose to trust him in the moment and choose to rely on him, that frees the Holy Spirit to do the work that only he can do. Wow. You know what? Well, what a way to end this show. You know, listen, I'm going to listen to this show over again myself. Because it was so awesome. I mean, you are such a powerful woman of God, and I, I just really enjoyed um, just everything that you shared in this interview, everything that, that that's in your book, Holy in a Moment, Simple Ways to Love God and Enjoy Life. And listen, if you guys don't have this book, you need to go out and get this book. It is available everywhere. Ginger, before we leave, not only do I want you to tell people about how they can get in contact with you again, but also what other things do you have coming up uh, that's in relation to your book? 
Sure. Well, the biggest thing is the book releases tomorrow. And so um, those orders and and launch week um, orders make a huge difference for the book. We're having a online Facebook party tomorrow night, 7 to 8.30 Eastern Standard yeah. Time on my Facebook page, Ginger Harrington Writer. And we're going to have fun prizes and games and testimonies and Facebook Live and fun. And so come on out and join us for that. Um, join me on my website, gingerharrington.com. And for those that are in the military, join me at plantingroots.net a wonderful community of encouraging women in the military community who are speaking life and truth and encouragement for women who are in military lifestyle, active duty, veterans, retired, military spouses, moms of military, and all of the blogs and Bible studies and Facebook. It's from military women for military women, and that's something that's very, very unique and a great resource. So those are just a couple of things that I've got going on, and I'll have some speaking engagements coming up and some great opportunities to share the book. And so just really excited about this book releasing tomorrow. Yes, I'm so excited. I have the advanced copy (laughs) to be able to just read and just share, and, and I'm so excited about it. Yes, I will be at the Facebook party tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. And listen, you guys, I mean, you don't want to miss out. Just tune in to the Facebook Live party that's going to be happening tomorrow on her Facebook page, as she said earlier. Check out her website, gingerherenting.com, where she'll have more information uh, regarding her book and her speaking engagements. If you want to go out there and meet her there and hear her speak in person, she is a dynamic speaker. And it's just going to be a great time. So congratulations, Ginger, on your book. I'm so excited of what God is doing in your life and how this book is going to impact and transform so many people's lives as they begin to grow more in the understanding of what it means to be holy in the moment, simple ways to love God and enjoy life. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast, and um, it's going to be fun to share this with people. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you take care, and thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, everybody. So listen, I'm so glad that you all were able to tune in, and we were able to go a little bit longer today. But listen, I'm excited about this book and how practical it is in making our lives great and wonderful as we learn to trust God and as we learn to walk and live holy in the moment. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Uniquely Designed Talk. Tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And remember, own who you are every day to become everything that you were meant to do and be as we empower you to uniquely design your life.